Oh, I think it's working, you guys. I've never Let's done this. Live on Facebook. Oh, Jesus. And we're going to get real, right, Satya? We're going to get very real. Uh, you know, we're spontaneous. We're in the moment. And this is about when a talk, a conversation just must happen because it unfolds. It says it that we're unfold. live, but are we? I see live on Facebook. Let me double check. there, can someone, oh, it says, oh, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see, I'm just checking out my. Um... And we're gonna get real. Yeah. We're gonna get we're real. Uh, you know, we're spontaneous, we're in the moment. We're live on your personal channel. <laughs> Not a humanizing I mean, icon. I tried. Let I tried. See, I'm just checking out my. Um... And we're gonna get real. Yeah. So there's a delay. Is that the deal? You know, yeah. Seem to be yeah. So let's turn off the sound, I guess. So how do Lena tell? What do we do? There's too many voices. <laughs> you have to mute your laptop. Exactly. But then I don't know how you hear each other. <laughs> Maybe you have to close Facebook. So that it's not. It's your follower. You have to mute your laptop. Exactly. But then I don't know how you hear each other. No, we can't mute our laptop. We're only using our laptop for all of this. Yeah, so I think you have to close Facebook. Oh, close Facebook. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. You turn you turn up your page, your Facebook profile. Exactly. Okay, so we're live on Facebook, but we won't yeah. get to see who comes and sees us? Um, I know on my laptop, I can mute the t some tabs. So maybe you can mute the Facebook tab itself. Exactly. And then see the conversation, but not hear anything out of that tab. Is that something we should try doing? So I can see who comes on or should we just... There's six people on right now. <laughs> oh. But you should mute it, Satya. Because it's now on my laptop, I can mute the some tabs. So let me mute that. So it's yeah, mute. Have, you have to shut Facebook. Otherwise, we can't have a conversation because it's too much feedback. All right. So I muted my Facebook. And now uh, maybe if you can tag me, I'll. Uh, Oh wait, how do you, can you teach me if I open Facebook again, how to mute Actually, it? I'll, I'll, I'll send just an invitation to peeps, I guess. Just wait, like Satya, Satya. Yeah. Hi. What's up? <laughs> can you, if I open Facebook, can you tell me how to mute it? Oh yeah, absolutely. So go on your profile. Don't, don't invite people here yet. This is an experiment. <laughs> I love the word experiment, especially okay, so when I'm on my Facebook page. What do I do? Okay. So then you're going to see the video. Do you see the live? Yeah. So you should see like on the uh, bottom. Yeah. Oh, right. it's muted. That's it. This is so <laughs> Perhaps you can tag me so it will be also broadcast it on my page. Really? Oh. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because then I can only always share it. <laughs> I can try to tag you. Like I'm down to try things. You know that's what this is all about. We're doing a live experimentation. This is definitely a live experiment, people. Um, Where are we in the moment? 
Okay, so you want me to tell me what to do, Satya? So we will also broadcast it on my. Oh, you know what? We already have comment. We don't need to. I'm just yeah. gonna invite people. We'll do it this way because I don't even know how to direct you to tag me. I see that you joined. <laughs> do you want me to say? I'll write a comment and say I am here live with Chelio yeah. Bordine. Perfect. And Satya. Doing an experiment <laughs> on a very special day. Mm. <laughs> oh, Jamie's watching. That's so cute. <laughs> hey, child Jamie. Um, Chelio. Yes. I just want to tell you um that your art's amazing. Hmm. Thank you. And that I feel very um, honored to be in your hey. tribe. <laughs> Beautiful. And Thank today, you. with Satya and Exodius, we announced that a Mary Pickford manifesto, Why Not Choose Love, is coming out in episodic format. Amazing. Yes. And we just announced like 30 minutes ago and the first episodes are releasing next Friday. And you guys have been such a huge part of the movement. It's absolutely to we're all artists that sometimes feel misunderstood, right? Mm -hmm. Chelio, you feel miss like the world doesn't understand. Sometimes. Now, now the the world start to be understand. I think. Ah, yay! Because <laughs> because need to broke in the box, and watch outside. Because I have many things to explain to people. People <laughs> don't know many things, but because don't know, is innocent thing. They're innocent, yeah. Don't know, but when. We explain, we touch the soul. Yeah. We don't talk about fashions. We talk about soul. We talk about harmony, solutions, mm. and free expressions, mm. freedom, because we need freedom. Many people don't know, but it's closing the box. We need to help these people <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> and we need help too but we can we, offer them help too <laughs> yes i broke in my box uh, <laughs> sometimes i try to because more we go ahead more the boxes becoming mm -hmm. we have to i think it's my it's my uh my life is to mm -hmm. watch outside discover an open mind with honesty you understand not force people yeah no, you you have to do this no because it's all teacher in this world but we teach self to enjoy what's up outside to the box outside the box yeah and people only listen and watch and decide to want to becoming 
want to come with us is welcome. <laughs> yeah. We are not jealous. <laughs> we are not. No, it's about, it's about, and Satya, I mean, I know you relate to this too as an incredible artist and visionary um, and someone that I've seen express and, and also feel that resistance sometimes. But I think that it's beautiful to have like, um, they call it in the Gene Keys, farsightedness, mm. you know? where maybe it's a little ahead of the time or it's a little over to the side or it's a little somewhere else according to society or the zeitgeist, but it's, it's clear, it's a vision, right? Absolutely. And it's very important that when that happens that we understand that that's our role and that's our position to have that vision. I like to say that nature makes no mistake mm -hmm. in the sense that the same order that directs the sun, that directs the seasons, that manages the instincts of animals and all the beings in, the, in this planet, that also us as humans, we're also part of that order and we will feel in certain instinct, in certain intuition, certain vision, certain things gonna be uh, you know, going to be coming inside of us. And there's a reason. And the thing with human beings is that we do have a mind and we're very social. <laughs> so we may kind of choose to listen or not listen. Mm -hmm. And we are talkative. We can debate. <laughs> but at some point, we also realize that, hold up for a second. The vision that I'm receiving is ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it's up to me to listen, to believe in it, despite circumstances that are full of resistance, <laughs> and to actually go further where that vision takes us and build whatever road and whatever bridge that we have to build. And when people get there, they'll they find that bridge that already that's already built or that's already you have a blueprint. You know, when society goes into chaos because there's a new paradigm that's, you know, entering, people lose it. We see it right now with what's going on. And when you are farsighted, you saw it coming and you're like, yeah, we're flipping, but hold up, there's a blueprint here. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I'm not the only one. There's a couple of cra so-called crazies <laughs> that are also validates that blueprint and we have come together um in ways that proves to us that there are certain things that meets you know like it's beyond what we see with our eyes and it's beyond the box as you know chelio is saying and and then there's a process where we have to obviously be somewhat of the um be right on the border when we kind of been helping people in that transition mm -hmm. yeah you know from that old paradigm to that new paradigm because it's just like a rebirth or a birth you know it could be painful crazy hectic babies born baby cry you know nothing is fitting the light's too bright people <laughs> don't know how to carry me they don't know how to talk to me i was so good in my comfort zone <laughs> 
you know, and here all with that disturbing of, of a new paradigm. So, you know, and, and it could be different, but as human beings, you know, when we download that vision, it's still, it's still a challenge because you meet resistance. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for all of us. Yeah. And, and it can be really frustrating um, because we're kind of, I was just talking to my friend about this earlier, but it's, it's, we're in a void, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you want to remember that, like just tell yourself we're on a planet that's just in the ether exactly with this incredible illusion of being on ground that's it grounded right that's it and it's like all this material around us that gives the kind of comfort of having a construct of having like a structure yeah which, which is very social and not necessarily universal. It's, it's not, you yeah. know, we as humans have like created this incredible realm, right? Yes. Like the chair I'm sitting on or anything in front of me, right? Was an idea in a human being's mind and then yeah. became a thing. Yeah. Like, and then we just surround ourselves with more and more and more things. Exactly. But that's not natural that's not what we're what we want right like we want there's certain feelings we want and certain qualities we want and certain frequencies we want really yes yes, yes. and so there's like this persistence of dissatisfaction absolutely it's like there's this uh battle and uh, there's a fight to preserve a system and a construct that is not universal just like as we can celebrate the new year there are no you know fireworks coming from the universe <laughs> that just celebrates the new year it's just our perception again if you know what i mean totally right totally. yeah um, and there's a time where when people when human beings go into nature it's funny because just saying human beings going into nature, it goes back to the beginning of this talk in a sense that we are nature. We are nature. Like you, like <laughs> our language is so fucked up because it's like. Absolutely. You know. Because the, and yo, this is a good point because the language actually affects the way you perceive reality. Mm -hmm. So when you see, for example, if we go back in time, like we check, for example, civilization like in India, where they use a Sanskrit and, you know, there's languages who actually came from Sanskrit. Like it's such an old language mm -hmm. that you will see how that language, how has affected or was part of the birth of many other languages. Oh, and for we, sure, yeah. You know, so we see that they have clear definition that they've been carrying for thousands and thousands of years for stuff that we don't even have, for example, in English, or we don't right. even have in French. And as we've seen that in a Western civilization, for example, um, everything related to yoga, you know, the art of meditation, which was definitely here also, 
in America with the natives and stuff like that, uh, or anyone that was deeply connected to nature, we see that that civilization from our perception were considered more aware yeah. of the subtle realities. But the thing is, the language exemplifies that. Through the language, we see how these people were able to communicate certain things that are very subtle. Well, it's through the vibration because the, the, exactly. word, the words, yeah, Chelio? Vibration. Vibration. Absolutely. Exactly. It's like Sanskrit is about the the vibrational frequency and the tone and that's why it's chanted. Exactly. Chanted, you know. And and so much of the time in our language we we just throw words around. Like not okay. even conscious of what we're saying or what we mean when we say it or how we're using it. Just the way you caught yourself saying going to nature exactly it's like well, we're nature so where are we going <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway this is super cool how are you doing chelio i i reflect about satya what thinks and then what to say i i i listen to you about frequency vibration mm -hmm. and uh I don't know what's up, but uh, is vibration can connect us because the universe is vibration. You understand? I think you imagine. I think you, Satya, very intense. I think you very intense. I send my vibration. Something mm. happened to you. You thinking about me? You understand? Because. We are vibration. I love to catch vibration and put all in the paper, in the canvas. You understand? <laughs> Absolutely. Is uh, no vibration. We are dead because a stone, stone is uh, inanimate things, but had it has vibration. vibration. Yeah, everything you know is vibration. The universal yeah. language. Hundred person think this man have to fall out. This man fall out because vibration working. You understand? Vibration is we want to save a people. We we want to help people. People receive help. Vibration. We decide about vibration. You Why not choose love? <laughs> yes, we we are we are a very uh, nice team. Yeah, we work on vibration. We we all do. We all have that in common. Is that we're we at least are aware of that, you know, and work towards um, purifying our intentions consciously. I think that's cool. I send my vibration. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's to everybody. But, but speaking of like the announcement we made today, yes, which I know Satya is excited to dig into too, is um, Mary Pickford knew about the frequencies. Like she knew. You remember in the theater, Ace Theater, when? Yeah. Yes, we went. I I I meet her, and then you remember I feel. You met vibration. Mary Pickford's energy. Yes, a vibration inside already. Oh yeah, it's there. 
and then I discover all uh, uh, the uh, what's your name uh, upstairs. I've, the drawing always is many faces everywhere, and then I because I I without glasses I can see. Mm -hmm. I see later. You understand because people say, "Oh, uh, Lena, my wife say, oh, look, look at this. It's many faces. Oh, my gospel is." like what they do it you understand is some connection strain i don't know explain i i'm i'm not a saint scientist but uh there's an attunement yeah connection uh, 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 i'm honest uh, with this because i feel uh, i i talk about what i feel you understand? yeah you really felt it like you felt it because we were going to screen the movie at the academy and <laughs> you came into that theater to feel energy so you could create a portrait of mary pickford and you said you have to screen the movie here and, and we do it and i had wanted to but the schedule <laughs> was not gonna work and then I revisited the schedule because of your feeling. And there was an opening. Yes, and, and we do it. And we did it. We did it there. And she she created that theater. Like she hired the architect and she had the vision for this cathedral that's All in downtown LA. Perfect everything connection. Synchronicity. Yeah. Without spend a lot of energy is already tac tac tac. tac, tac. <laughs> yeah. That's it's incredible. Absolutely, it's interesting because when we're talking about vibration, it's beyond time and space. So you have Mary Pickford mm -hmm. and her manifesto "When I Try God," that you see how she is having a conscious experimentation of vibration, of subtle energies, of consciousness, supreme consciousness, mm -hmm. and that she carries that with her because she found that place inside. Like we just said, cannot go in nature where you're going. You are nature. Same thing, she had that realization that she is the embodiment of a particular vibration and she's in tune with it. And when you watch her film, when she's, um, you know, being inspired, uh, following her intuition for, like you said, to create that cathedral, there's intentions in there. And then you have, you know, 100 years later, the intentions, the seeds that are planted there are still alive because it's vibration. The intention is still there. And us, we're born different era. We have our path. We could say even in a certain way, humbly similar path in the sense that we are artists and we have realized that attunement. Mm -hmm. And some people realize that attunement, they may be in different fields, but for some reason we've been delving in the same, around the same field of her and here we are tuning into her <laughs> and receiving the downloads that she had like a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. And here we are saying like that this place that you're, you know, a cathedral. And here we are like, hey, mother of Hollywood. And but for many years we didn't hear the you know the name of Mary Pickford at all. Mm -mm. 
And the end, you know, we didn't see it in the news. You were studying film. Like I, I, I went, I went to, I went to school for filming. There was not her name mentioned one time. <laughs> and I was, I was very surprised when I did my research. And this vibration is coming through us. And there's work we're doing now, and then it will, it will keep flowing. <laughs> yeah, it was really such a gift to of course discover her but to get to the point where i was able to find the touchstone of her relationship with universal love yeah to get into the psyche in a way that i could recognize something other than the pioneer you know, which is such an important role that she played in, in our history. But that's a role. When you that's get vibration and frequency and archetype and- And that's the human aspect, what you're saying. That's the human aspect. Like the humanizing the icon, it's exactly that, what you just said. It's like seeing beyond the icon and seeing the human, which is nature personified. Mm -hmm. and which is in tune with everything. Mm -hmm. and and then you find yourself like why is she an icon in that way like why when i watch her film i feel her grace i feel grace why when she gazes at the camera it's like it's like you really feel it's like you say a soul a, a soul playing a role of just a girl you know like you feel it's a soul and it's beyond the icon but the thing is the human the human at the utmost I mean, the icon at the utmost, or I would even say the industry can only see what it sees. It will see the pioneer aspect, but we always have to go to the source. Mm -hmm. What was the driving force of this icon? And that's when, when, you, when you dig deeper, that's when you find spirit, you know, something more spirit, spirituality, something more spiritual, something more intimate, something that drives you to love. You know, <laughs> not fighting to have your credits. For those who don't know, like Mary Pickford was the first actress to have her name in the credit. Not wanting to have your credits for fame, but wanting to have your name in the credit so that the fans who are touched by the movies, who are writing letters, because they're going through real struggles because and they're related to, you know, a role that she played or they're related to her energy. And she want people to find her. So when they write that message, they know they're writing the message to that person. And not just, it's not just the role. The yeah. that, exactly, right? Not just the girl with the curl, but, you know, some, someone who is human, just like them. And, and that validates people. It's beautiful to um, be talking about this at this time in our human evolution. Mm. You know, to be talking about the birth of what I call the storytelling field. Mm. It transcends Hollywood as we sort of think of it. Cause I've really examined like, what is Hollywood, you know? Um, what is Hollywood, Jennifer? Well, the way I've grown to perceive it is a, an energetic field. It's a storytelling fields that encompasses an industry, encompasses artistry, encompasses ancient wisdom, encompasses 
a neighborhood. It sort of like has all these different aspects to it. But you talk about the vibration of words, holly. What's holly? It's like holy. What's wood? It's earth. Yeah. And Pickford was very in touch with like indigenous wisdom and loved, you know, exploring native culture. And um, when you think about the archetype of mother, and we call her the mother of Hollywood, it's like the mother of the storytelling field, which doesn't start with Mary. Obviously, there's thousands and thousands of endless years and lifetimes and things of stories that we carry and we are, but she marks, she's like the pillar of this new incarnation, this new wave. And it became such a machine and such an industry and such a phenomenon that I don't know who examined the root like the root of really our human culture, actually. And it's it's story, of course, you know? And Pickford knew that, like she knew that there's a responsibility in that, that, that's powerful, you know? In in one time where the man decides, when the man submission a woman, when all woman is uh, about a service to the man mm-hmm. she take powerful energy rock and roll mm-hmm. and starting dancing. she was rock and roll man she was like she was like this bad ass yes. she was angry with me one night i dream her and then she's because I try to draw in connection with her and then becoming nothing, nothing. And then I'm very upset about this because never coming. And, you know, uh, I need a catharsis connection and then all starting. And one night I dream her, she's very angry with me because I like rock music. And then she said, Celio, why you won't listen my music from 1920? You have to listen your music and then I won't enjoy with you your music. And then we had connection. And then the day after, I start with the rock and roll to sketch and connect with her. And becoming all story about her, Charlie Chaplin, becoming all yeah well that's what i would i would love to clarify make sure that's clear for people because that's so powerful and such a um important message from mary pickford which is honoring your vision so as you were channeling her to create your art and you wanted to set the space with music that she would listen to of her time she comes in with a message for you it's like listen to the music that you need to listen to like honor your vision do you you're yeah. really channeling me as mary if you do you you know and i love that you picked up on that because we had never talked about that that was a message you got from her and i was like that's so her <laughs> you know it's amazing so and be- becoming all and then you're a very clear channel Chelio. like legit yo yeah 
is not done. I have more to do about her. We have projects. I know. Well, we just announced today something I never thought in a million years I would say to the world, which is that my movie is now a web series and we are releasing episodes. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. What, uh, in the process of working of Why Not Choose Love, which was a project that it's a 10 year old, like you, for 10 years you've been working on this project. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's like a, you know, it's more than something just for the industry. It's something more relatable deeply. Um, as you were in the industry, have you met resistance when you were working on this film, working to, you know, either could be anything, you know, having some allies, financing, or how, how was the response that you would have had when you were working on this project? Ooh, that's a big question. That's a very, very, very big question. Um, it's funny because I was in a new moon ceremony recently and actually, I think Chelio was there as well. Um, and a message that I had been getting in my meditations that week was resistance is an illusion. It's actually an invitation. Mm -hmm. It's actually a portal. So what feels like resistance is really a, a portal, an opening for us to step through in order to expand and to... Um, meet our challenges with self-compassion to not look for others to validate or you know understand um although as a filmmaker you you want people to understand because it really does take an army to pull off a vision and so as a director writer producer fundraiser wearing so many hats it's like my job was literally to constantly explain my vision, constantly explain my vision, like for years and years and years and years and years and years on end. Um, so did I meet resistance? What appeared to be resistance without mm. clarity of resistance as a portal? I met loads of resistance. Yes. And... And what in every realm, in every mm -hmm. realm. To, why was that, you feel? In the beginning, it was, Jen, why would you direct this? Mm. You're, not a, you're not a seasoned director. We love the idea. Can we, um, would you be a producer? And we'll bring on a different director. Um, so it was first saying, thank you so much for the idea, but no. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so interesting, but no. <laughs> what made you still stick to the vision? And in fact, one of those people ended up investing. One of the people oh. that suggested I don't direct. So sometimes you actually, if you manage to stay neutral and still be open to people's ideas and very, uh, what's the word? I guess diplomatically in a way, but firmly mm -hmm. too, say no and express why I need to direct this, you know? Um, eventually he became a believer in me and he actually ended up investing. That was, that was the 
one example of that, you know? Um, what are some of the trials and tribulations <laughs> that you can share with us and that journey? Oh my God. I would, you know, loads of resistance, loads of stories. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's- What was the common theme of resistance? It, sorry? The common theme of resistance. Was it the same angle of resistance? I, I guess I was like a little bit naive too, in the sense that, you know, people had a lot of like questions about being a, a female, you know, yeah. asking me if I was, if I was having a challenging time because I was literally a female. Hmm. I was like, I never thought of that. Like it never, ever, ever crossed my mind. I thought I had challenges and met resistance just because I like must be weird or, um, <laughs> I mean, I grew up always seeing challenges. Mm. I mean, I don't know if that's unique or not, but I was aware of being challenged a lot in many situations growing up. So mm. by the time I was like fighting for my role as a director, I just thought it was a continuation of that narrative from my childhood, which mm. was just challenges. I never thought that it was because I was like in a female body. It like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. never crossed my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then people were, were explaining to me that perhaps Mary Pickford was like, I was gonna have, a, someone told me that it was like cursed in a way, the story that like, Good Whoa. luck, good luck getting it made, you know. Um, and I was just like, "What?" And it's funny to say that, like, if it would be a curse, it means that it's like there's there's like an industrial resistance towards the path of, you know, Mary Pickford. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, because I operated with such a warrior spirit. For yeah. better or for worse, I'm not saying that's always a good thing. Um, the more someone said stuff like that to me, the more it motivated me. I didn't really stop to think about it. I would just be like, oh, okay, yeah, right. Keep going, you know? I did, another day at the office. <laughs> like, I didn't really like, but it was years later where all of these comments piled up on top of each other and all of these situations with, you know, people, industry, companies, everyone, like so many different types of entities. As if that you- Not, not wanting this project, like not seeming like it was just a bad idea like a good enough idea to get the meeting to go talk about it. But then in the end, just like a bad idea. Mm. So after enough of that kind of piling up, eventually I did a bit of a contemplation of what is that? Like, I don't want to be jaded. I don't want to think that everyone is against a female story or everyone's against a female director or that just seems too obvious and simple. Like if that doesn't even seem 
like there's got to be more to this. So then I even went into like a super positive realm with it. Like mm. she chose me and she wants, and it had to wait this long and we get to unveil her because no one really knows about her. So, I mean, historians do, and there's a lot of people in different circles that obviously know and love Mary Pickford. But it was not like in a pop culture like, no. you know, like that. No. And lately I think we've been noticing there's more news coming out in which you, we see that Mary Pickford is mentioned. And she's having a rebirth, like. And seems you, ca you caught that 10 years, <laughs> 10 years before. <laughs> no, it's great. Like, I do believe in divine timing, you know? I do believe that like, there's a lot of fear too. There know? is. And Lit I really was not so aware of the the depth of fear in our like dna and how that permeates humanity yeah and fear keeps a structure they say we're in a fear-based era like a fear our culture is like fear-based and so if you imagine that hollywood and the storytelling field is like a microcosm of the whole collective and it is like an organism unto itself, but it's, it feeds us and we feed it. And it's, it's like, well, if we're in a fear-based culture, then fear has to be permeating that, that um, construct as well. Now you could analyze fear of what? Fear, fear of failure, fear of what? Like fear, it's as if that there is a cer certain set of rules Mm -hmm. And if those rules and uh, parameters, I by the way, you guys, Chelio and Satya, I'm uh, oh Satya, I just allowed you to record in Zoom because mine ended because I'm out of memory. Oh, okay. So you should have a record button at the bottom of your screen. Maybe it's the sound when I drink my Cuba Libre. <laughs> oh let me see this have invite oh yeah record there so we go just hit record you got it got it yeah. did it ask you where you want to save to or you're good you got it yeah, yeah it's just recording okay cool um yeah fear of failure perhaps like needing to do things more formulaically in order to like try to mitigate risk i realize there is fear of the feminine but it's not, it's not so much the female body as it is the, the feminine, feminine energy that, mm. that we all have, man and woman have the masculine and the feminine. But the feminine energy is like a space holder for all creation, is more magnetic and receptive than the doer, producer, ambition. Like we need both. They need to both be in balance. And as women, we've been operating a lot more with the masculine as well. Absolutely. So I think there's fear that we all experience of like softening into that feminine energy and really, really allowing. And Mary Pickford really represents that. She had this sort of integration, beautiful kind of integration of feminine vulnerability and nurturing of artists and people, but also very paternal and 
strict and ambitious and she would be considered more integrated than a feminist, so to speak, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that- Would we say that there's a certain, uh, like the industry was, um, had a certain way that the female has to behave so that she can maybe go up the ladder and stuff like that? In and Mary's day or, or now? I'm sorry? In Mary's day or like over time? I think even over time. I mean, just it seems that in the last three to four years, this is, there's been like a slowly a paradigm shift even in Hollywood. There's certain, you know, there's certain figures that, you know, they used to be definitely, you know, have a position of authority, which they do not anymore. Mm -hmm. And many, uh, you know, many things came up to light of what was going on in Hollywood. Um, and we know, for example, when Mary Pickford was starting off, there was already somewhat of a structure. Um, but the Mary Pickford exemplified having this, uh, you know, self-belief and was very like, you know, straightforward, like knew her path. Uh, doesn't seem to be fear-based at all. <laughs> not, um, that, not so much in that realm. I mean, that would come out more in her personal life. I mean, she, exactly. she was the whole spectrum of human. But when it came to her work, yeah, she, she at least the way I see her as well, is uh, with very clear vision in that regard. Such person cannot be mani manipulated. No. Especially when such person know its value. You know, I need, I need more pay. <laughs> yeah, and she was very clear that like, for her, the money represented this um, ability to take care of family, ability to have a sustainable livelihood. You know, coming from poverty and coming from her background, she was fiercely dedicated to not just herself, but also freelance workers and artists and people being able to support their families. I mean, look at where we're at now with this pandemic and like what's going on with how many people just don't have sustainable livelihoods, you know? And she started the motion picture and television relief fund for that reason in 1921. And they just did a huge fundraiser like last week with many major players in Hollywood to raise money for industry workers and honoring Pickford's original vision of that fund, you know? Um, so she was, she was, she had a lot going on. <laughs> did you have, in your path, did you meet like certain people in position of authority that was like looking to kind of use that in a way that was definitely not like, would say politically correct? Use what? Position of power. For example, when we look at what have that happened. People in like power positions in our industry that were- Yeah, specifically. That were like twisted or in- or, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, that's part of our human culture too, is that like people are in pain and mentally unwell. And, and you feel there's more light that's been shed on that lately? Light in terms of awareness or yeah. light in terms of light? <laughs> awareness. I mean, I think we all know that there's been a spotlight put to some of the 
terrible things that have taken place, you know? Um, but how do we heal, you know? That's the question. And so creating something that's called Why Not Choose Love, a Mary Pickford manifesto is um, really a piece of content to support exactly that message. Mm. Is like, can we choose that? And it's not the love that we think of in, with our families or our romantic partners. It's like a love that's a, the love of creation, the, the vibration of creation in its purest form, right? It's like this really high frequency that is inside of us. It's like that level of homeostasis where spontaneous healing occurs, you know? It's like why you meditate so you can get to that, the calm waters on the other side of the rocky ocean. There's always a layer of the sea that is completely calm. And can we move more into that space, you know? and. And maybe that's where some of the resistance, so-called resistance also came from, is that my movie is um, not conventional. Mm. You know, it's, it's, they call it avant-garde or experimental. Um, but one of Mary's relatives said that we captured her soul, you know? Oh, it's like, oh. you can't get better than that, right? Like but I believe that artists need to be supported to uphold their vision. Like really, it's the heartbeat of humanity. We need artists to stay true, really. So we can expand, you know, and I, I believe that. I really believe that. Do you believe that? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Chelio, do you? Uh, I, 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 I think in about one, one question in my mind, walking, walking, go, go back, go, go back. And then I think Pickford uh, in 1920 is uh, uh, the first star and, uh, and this epoch. No? Yeah. Live very hard. It's time to change something. The world industry all becoming. And now, now, <laughs> uh, now Mary Pickford uh, is, is gone, is in his vibration now because he's, uh, he's going, he's changed the time, he's changed the epoch. And then I think the soul, the soul, uh, for sure, no have sex. The, the soul is not man, is not girl. The soul is a uh, freedom, no, is is a soul. Uh, about you, uh, what do you think about this question? Today, 2020, 100 years later, okay, mm -hmm. the, the Mary Pickford soul is not woman, is not man, is, is a soul. Mm -hmm. This soul vibration. Where you where you think is is inside now? What kind uh, energy 
is uh, compare today about uh, uh, I imagine to the Mary Pig form. You what, kind of, what, what energy of an actual human that's alive today? Yes, uh, about uh, the soul, about this woman, because the part important is the mm -hmm. soul, you understand? And then now is energy, but... But you're well. saying like the essence, who who seems to have the, a similar essence? Yes, a same powerful... Uh, what in, do you imagine is today in this society? Mm-hmm. You understand? Uh, yeah, I do understand. It's complicated questions, but I imagine is, for example, I'm a magic man, and then Mary Pickford now is there. It's mm -hmm. 2020. Okay, yeah. Where, where, where is, uh, where, where you focus is in this society, mm -hmm. in this community? Mm -hmm. You see one Mary Pickford today in this community? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have thought about this and felt into this question. Um, I don't see one person that I would say is an energetic, you know, match per se, but I see traces of Mary's essence in many people. Wow. Um, different actresses, performers, um, and also just people that I encounter because it's like an archetype. It's a certain, like you say, energy that it's a feeling. And I'll meet certain people and encounter certain people and I'll be like, oh, there's that feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's magnetic. It's mm -hmm. that kindred spirit connection because mm -hmm. I feel it with Mary Pickford. Expansion to the Mary Pickford of today mm -hmm. is extension about her. Mm -hmm. You say, okay. I mean, like you said, there was, like Satya said, there was a fearlessness. Yeah. with her and that is hard to come by but you can see it in certain people in certain moments and you're like ah there's that thing and and, and just like me or you or any of us I don't separate yeah. myself out then you fall back into your we are fear. extension to the Mary Pickford yeah, you, you fall back into your fear, but there's those moments where it's like you're like that manifesting generator. You're like, oh, I feel what it is I'm here to do, and I'm just going to go and do it. Completely clear, completely gracefully. And um, like she said, the failure isn't in the falling down, it's in the not getting back up. Because life gets to be really playful. We get to fuck up. We get to reinvent. But the vibration still there. The vibration is like the constant. It's like the integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. No matter how much you're fucking up, 
Yeah. There's that's that art. there's that vibration that's just you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Sometimes we do things out of like survival too. Yeah. Like sometimes we're scared just like about basic survival. Yeah. Even if we don't need to be, we just are. And so it can, lower, like, it can lower the vibration, you know? It's, it's Especially when you why. get stuck to that only. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a scarcity mentality mm -hmm. rather than an abundance mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Should we say, could, could, would the scarcity mentality is what, you know, birth com competition in a certain way as, as well versus collaboration, you yeah. know? Uh, hell yeah, man. Like, there's only one person that can do what you do. Mm, 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 mm. The way that you do it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. There is only one. There's no competition. Woo. There is no competition. It's difficult. Many energy to the, make competition. I yeah. can. I can. <laughs> competition is, uh, I don't know, is not. Uh, win is, uh, is, is happiness only. Mm -hmm. It's too happy because you do something amazing. Of, or you are help of some people. Competition is is fight for win what? Competition, mm -hmm. no, I'm better than you. Ah, it's not possible. This I don't like it. Or people use it to put themselves down. Like, oh, I didn't attain this and this other person did. So I suck. At the come in the moment can lose. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are self-abusive, right? Like they, like when you talk about the abuser and the abused lives mm -hmm. inside us. Yeah. That's yeah. why we allow certain things in without even realizing sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it our fault. It just means that we can be really vulnerable, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It yeah. makes a lot of sense. It resonates. It does resonate. Did I answer your questions about like resistance in the industry <laughs> and why we're releasing the content digitally, which I'm so excited about? Were you like, okay, so was that the, always the format? <laughs> I mean, I was on a panel in the Cannes Film Festival where I was like, I will absolutely never release my content digitally. I am here for theatrical purposes only. <laughs> and what was that resistance you think? That was 2012. Um, and here we are. Yeah, that was when the budget was like 25 million and then it becomes 16 and then it becomes 12 and then it becomes 10 and then five and then two <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> and then it's nine years later. <laughs> but it ends up with being the film that I really, really dreamt of. It wouldn't have been right at those other levels and those other brackets.
you know, so to speak. Um, I grew with the project. My resistance to the digital, I think at that time was just unfamiliarity. Um, also feeling like it was the integrity of the project that we were telling the story of the pioneers of cinema. So we needed this to be in the cinema. Like it just seemed like part of the, ex the experience of the narrative. Um, but there's a fluidity to life and there's a flow and you go with it. And now, um, yes, this was somewhat catalyzed by the pandemic, but also I have a true desire to let the content be educational and inspirational. Mm. And I did do work in the favelas in Brazil and in different scenarios in the world at different times in my journey. And I want all kinds of people to be able to see this. And so this is the way, it really is the way. And we'll show the movie in a theater, like that's that'll happen. But this is really cool. It's cool. I'm really excited about it. Wonderful. It seems like the, uh, I would say like the, everyone is yearning for such content, it mm -hmm. seems, you know? Um, and it's interesting how, you know, the result includes, like, there's a term that you use that I really love is, which is interdimensional synthesis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Chelio you ever heard her say that, but interdimensional synthesis. That's what Chelio does in his work, interdimensional exactly. synthesis. It's <laughs> intricate, but it's okay, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I want to speak Italian so badly. <laughs> what, about, what about it, Satya? What about interdimensional synthesis? It's the, how uh, there can be different, uh, we could say actually different dimensions mm -hmm. <laughs> and the same synthesis. And it makes sense. It, it speaks to the soul and this, we know that the soul can be in many dimensions at the same time. We know a person can be in different realms at the same time. We don't even need to go in quantum physics just by, <laughs> you know, you could one person, you know, it's just be, it could be your parents, you know, it could be whoever in your life. Well, you can literally, like I could be here right now and having like a full blown memory of being five years old. Exactly, right? That's just a simple way to state that like, we're operating in many dimensions. Many dimensions at the same time. And the results is a mind blown. Uh, <laughs> it's a mind blown. <laughs> and the result is a mind blown. It's a mind blown because we have, I don't know if we're, oh, wait, we released the teaser so I can say that. So we have Mary Pickford and then we have, for example, Tupac. Yes. Two different eras. <laughs> um, from a, if we would like to put things in a box, we'd say, you know, what is the relationship between these two? Independent artists. It's super <laughs> simple. <laughs> so that's it seems- one thing they have in common. That's just one thing, you know, like pioneers, that's- Pioneers. Exactly. Poets. It's wonderful. It's like, it calls for, to connect the dots, mm -hmm. to see beyond. Mm -hmm. And, um, so again, when you say inter interdimensional synthesis, it's interesting because 
when somebody in the light, uh, when you stay close, one of Mary Pickford say you captured her soul. If we know soul is interdimensional, and they say you captured her soul, it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be like that. Well, I think she's really directing this, by the way. <laughs> Can you say that again? Mary Pickford <laughs> is the director. She is the conductor. <laughs> Woo! Channeling that. And it takes guts as a director to listen to that. True, true. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like I'm gonna make this film with Mary Pickford, I'm just gonna throw Tupac and just that and Tupac is just one, you know, figure that I'm mentioning now. Because we you know, we haven't released all the other Wait, Chelio, are you tired? No, no, it's only four in the battery. I think uh my face disappear in five minutes. Okay. Well, if your face disappears, then we'll just say we love you. And whenever your face disappears, that's fine. Yes, it's soft light. Go down, go down. It's soft hard. <laughs> I mean, speaking of souls, that painting, that picture behind Chelio is like in every conversation we have. And I feel like she's really... She's Mary Pickford too, I think. <laughs> it's many, it's many. This is my box. A lot of pictures. Wow. Anyone on this chat like needs to know who Chelio Bourdin is. Yes, and for say hello, I show them my wait second. Just a second. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that oh my looks God. like my kitty. Yeah. That okay. really looks like my kitty. And the human. Oh, there's so many fun the people neck. on this chat. I'm so, like, blown away. I've never done Facebook Live. I mean, we tried one time. <laughs> it's icon. Yeah, that's an iconic kitty. That's for sure. I mean, I'm sure my cat would look up to him. <laughs> well, Chelio and I were in Italy together. You and Exodius, your partner, Satya, were there in spirit because she had some art there as well. And Absolutely. you guys, our contributors, couldn't make the trip over. But um, yeah, it's been a fruitful journey. It's been a journey. Yes, amazing experience in Biennale di Venezia. I mean, Celio, you you facilitated that. It's connection, vibration. <laughs> uh. you, you got me a dress from 1920. Oh my God. They were like, hey, wear this dress. So I put it on. I was like, oh, this is cool. I know nothing about fashion. I thought they would say it was from the year 2000. They were like, this is from 1920, the year Mary Pickford was in Italy. I was That's like, all. I wore a dress from the year she was there. Yeah. Whoa. It's like, incredible. Whoa. Incredible. Yeah. And the room, you remember the room, the piano, everything. Yeah, I came out on a grand balcony. Energy. And Auntie Ivy did like a big indigenous prayer and Scott did a meditation and it was just so magical. It was like a birth. It was a real birth yes. for this and messaging. Everywhere. Yeah. 
Thank you, Chelio. Thank you, you, everybody. Nice, very nice. I'm very excited. And then uh, I have a lot of energy. Today I'm a little bit tired, but I have a lot of energy <laughs> for this new beautiful project, Humanize. Humanizing the icon. And we're chatting with um, Ben Stewart on Wednesday, who directed Esoteric Agenda. Yes, too. and we saw what's coming. <laughs> oh my God, Let's you guys. Stop. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll let your face go away whenever it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say I, hello and then kiss you, love you, and icons, 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 humanizing. <laughs> humanizing. Okay, love you. Ciao. 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 Um, well, Satya, where were we? <laughs> Says she while she takes a sip. <laughs> so juicy. Where were we? My I God. Have a little red wine. Is that okay? Absolutely. Why I don't not? Drink anymore, but you know me. I, I do every once in a while. Yeah, it allows you know. <laughs> It allows allowing we're celebrating that we're the announcement and our friendship and all these incredible people that have either popped up for a second or are watching us. I don't know, but it's so nice. Absolutely. People that worked on the film too. I saw Aaliyah. She was an editor. I saw John Vaughn. He's a composer. Yeah. Jamie as well. Remember her singing. Oh my God. Los Angeles was beautiful. So soulful and powerful. So beautiful. We should tell people, Are can you tell if anyone's still on right now? Is anyone? I do see, yes. Are there people there? Yes. Okay, maybe, do you want, can you type a message? I, we should tell people that they should look out for the party we're having next Friday night. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're having a virtual party, people. Yeah, and it's going to be an experience. I called it a, so it's a launch party for the Why Not Choose Love, Mary Pickford Manifesto, New Breed web series, um, formerly movie, still movie. Um, we're launching three of the episodes on Friday, and we're going to do a really cool experiential uh, party. Yes. So... If you want to come, email. What are you doing over there, Satya? I'm writing that message that people- Oh, that's so nice. Well, they can email humanizingtheicon at gmail.com because we only have a certain number for space, believe it or not. Yes, we do. It's not because it's virtual. There's limitless in that sense. <laughs> and whoever comes gets access to the whole series because only three of the episodes are being made public. Um, because of our partnerships and things that we get to announce over the next month or two, we're having like a soft opening. So, what do you think like, people are going to get out of it? It's like a digital sneak preview, <laughs> but it is important that we share this so that we can start pushing out the message of art matters. Absolutely. I think art matters absolutely because you know when we have something good that can highly contribute to anyone's life or they're waiting for a message 
And in that film, there's that, you know, there can be an answer. We cannot just not push it. <laughs> we cannot just not promote it. It's like when you're having a medicine, you have to promote your medicine. You know, we have to let people know about the medicine. And right now we are hearing the calling to just put this thing out. And it was in a different format and I was digital and it's definitely fluid this way. It's so and, it's, you know, We shot it as vignettes, like who knew that we had webisodes in our movie. <laughs> Isn't it? It's perfect. They're like puzzle pieces. Exactly. You know? For anyone watching this, May 29th, we're having this virtual launch party. And we're going to be releasing three, right? Three? Yeah, the first three. The first three episodes. And it's, the spaces are limited. As I said, not because it's virtual, there's like, you know, limitless in that sense. Well, it's limited because we want to, because of the experience that we're creating. Exactly. There's we a certain number that can also. work perfectly. Exactly. It has to be intimate, yeah. right? So it's gonna be actually very, uh, pretty much a privilege because we'll be able to really connect and so live this experience together. This actor friend of mine named Brion Davis that was in Embrace of the Serpent, this really beautiful movie that um, actually ended up getting Oscar nominated, but it was beautiful. like a really little Colombian film that went all the way, which was special. Um, he was like, Jen, you, you throw amazing parties. <laughs> so I'm expecting this to live up to that. And I was like, oh shit, we <laughs> do throw really good parties in the flesh. <laughs> Can we make it as like, oh shit, we've got some standards to like uphold. To live up to, yeah, absolutely. He's like, are we gonna be howling at the moon and like drinking cacao? And like, I'm like, no, we can do better than that, come on. <laughs> Because <laughs> at the first screening of our movie, I like did a full-on cacao ceremony before the screening for like a hundred people on the actual birthday of United Artists, the 100th birthday. Why do you feel it's always important to kind of tune in like that? That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm into universal mathematics. Mm. And, and numerology and cycles. Mm. So there's always symbols that pop, you know, yeah. dates and numbers and waves of this collective psyche. And like, there's things that pop out. It's like, I'm ready to do my first screening. And in four weeks, it's, the 100th birthday of United Artists, like who, who could have planned that? After so many years of working on something at the time I was ready to show people, it was that 100 year marker. Like, of course I'm gonna do a birthday party. So Colleen, our production designer slash super close friend of mine, literally like they brought like birthday things. <laughs> we did like a birthday party for United Artists. It was like, and we did the cacao ceremony and we, some people didn't even know what cacao was. It was like a lot of industry people and like, just some people don't experience those things, right? So they came and there was no alcohol and it was just like 
kombucha before anyone knew hard kombucha existed. It was like regular kombucha um, and cacao and water and elixirs and things like that. It was the first time some people had ever been to a screening that didn't serve booze before it. But it was such a powerful experience to like, because cacao releases endorphins and to bring people up that way before entering and watching the film and like really setting the intention of, the intention of honoring Pickford, honoring the mother, celebrating 100 years of such a poetry and United Artists, um, getting everybody in that space and then going in to watch it. It's well, powerful, right? It's powerful, absolutely. Because it, uh, well, it's a ceremony. It, it was a ceremony, yeah. It was a ceremony, right? So it's, uh, I guess you, it's like putting people really in the moment. There's something you say once that really struck with me. Um, we were talking about um, when, you know, all these experimental thing, or I forgot the term people use. I just have a blank. Uh, what is it again? Forgot the term. Maybe you'll 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 ca caught me on that. And Hard? no, it's you know this all these technology that are currently being used so that you can really have like an experience and all of that. Oh, right? virtual reality. We could say in a way. And you say something once that was that really struck me. You said, you said, well, having an experience is to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it seems when you're doing those ceremonies, it's about that, right? Before watching the film to really like being in tune and being in a moment mm -hmm. and really to be able to, uh, to be in a state of consciousness where you can actually receive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's dope because that's, um, it's like not necessarily the need of, you know, technology to have an experience, mm -hmm. or augmented experience, but just being in the moment in tune with your senses, in tune with what's being delivered, is pro provide an augmented <laughs> reality. <laughs> it's true because we just come into every situation with so much baggage, right? Like even just from that day or that hour or that car ride or whatever the mind is sort of carrying. And it's like, whatever I can do to help people settle into the moment so to speak or the the space it's like a gift even if you don't love the movie it's it kind of doesn't matter it's just can you allow it can you just allow the moments to unfold mm. hard we always want to be thinking or calculating or assessing or judging or ourselves or others or whatever. But what if you could just be and just allow without evaluating, you know? Ah, it's so refreshing. <laughs> right now. I'm just feeling it right now, <laughs> even more, <laughs> even more. State of allowing, mm. not in a state of judgment, not in a sense of filtering. It's like the art of allowing. There's an <laughs> art to allowing. And it is, it is, because how can we bring a message 
or how can we even listen to our intuition if we cannot just allow? You cannot. <laughs> or you can, but you don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah. Like you totally might accidentally follow your intuition. Yeah. Beauty is in like also knowing that you're doing that. So you create a relationship and a trust with it. And Beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me, I was uh, not long last summer, I was going to my folks' house and <laughs> I was running there and I took a, you know, I took a path that I don't usually take. And I remember catching myself like, why am I turning here? Like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And I, stump I stumbled upon a big box of books and Aww. the book that was on top of it was a book I was looking for. I was intentionally looking for. And that is a rare book, which is not easily found. You can actually find it almost nowhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so it took about like seven days for life to manifest the book in, in the most random way. <laughs> oh, I remember this story. You love this story. It's a good story. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, uh, so as an artist, um, as an artist and also as you, what you have done with the project is about, you know, when you can listen to that intuition and allowing it, there's even in a, in a sense that not even feeling pressure to manifest because it seems that it will manifest. We just have to kind of, like you said, you know, maybe you have a certain set in your, you know, in your life, the people that you know, people that you, you know, things that remind you of that relationship with universal and that allows you to actually manifest that things that must be manifested mm -hmm. and wish come wishes beyond the you know beyond the mind beyond your thoughts beyond everything yeah you're talking about your relationship with source energy yeah with source exactly and, and this project why not choose love for people listening as well it's like it's just 100 percent that <laughs> yeah but yeah because though it's that's why you know it has the tags of unconventional uh avant-garde and all these you know different lexicon that have been used to describe the film because it doesn't necessarily follow a linear mm -hmm. way of telling a story it follows more the way that we actually experience a story or our own story when we are open Mm -hmm. not just to align here uh we have experienced our own life and we we there will be certain glitches <laughs> mm -hmm. it's kind of well, like alice in wonderland you know because it's like peeling layers of the psyche like you peel one layer and you go into another memory you know yeah, but yeah. you actually experience in the in the content this feeling of going into another aspect of her inward almost like being John Malkovich you like go in in the psyche <laughs> because I think Aaliyah the editor that was just on um she because we called one of the scenes the speakeasy mm. you know the scene where all the different characters Charlie Chaplin and her other her husbands and stuff they all show up and her best girlfriends 
Are you there? Yeah, I am. Sorry, I was just looking at my phone with no, the uh, live as well. But they all, do you know the scene where all these different characters show up as different aspects? Yes. Her ego of her psyche. It's like, you are in my life and you represent this piece of me, you know? Like, I can't see you for you. I can only see you as what you represent to me. Yeah. So they all showed up dressed as different characters that Mary played. Exactly. Like a dream, like in a dream. And we kept calling it the speakeasy scene because they kind of riffed off the idea of like opium dens and back in prohibition when they would have like underground parties. And um, so it was sort of like a, a amalgamation, if you will, of these different ideas. And Aaliyah, the editor said, you know, this movie is your speakeasy, Jen. Whoa. You know, and as an artist, you're like, oh yeah, because people forget this with filmmakers because it's such an industry, but there are certain filmmakers that are visionaries and they really are one with the art, you know, like a painter getting lost in the painting, but like, that's no different from any human being, even if you don't identify as an artist being lost in your speakeasy, in your relationships, in your house, your manifestations, your designs, your perceptions, your belief structures. Like we all have our own, our own speakeasy. And I'm the lead character in mine and you're a supporting character. Yeah. And my, and the movie is like an extension or some layer you know, but then the project becomes part of your speakeasy too. Absolutely. Being someone who touched it, who worked on it. Absolutely. What it is not what it is to me. Yeah. But it might be. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you become interdimensional too, because you're like, oh, wait. I might have met someone who actually kind of sees it the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like we're kind of dancing to a similar beat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, whoa, we were like speaking our own language within a day of meeting each other. Absolutely, absolutely. Like no, we understood. No. We what? We understood each other. Absolutely with Exodius, like the way we all met and it just shows you that you can find those connections. Exactly. And bring your speakeasies together <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. But. You definitely know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. I do, I do, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anything, I'm just in the void. And it and it's it, it matches my speakeasy. It matches Exodius to speakeasy. It definitely matches it. And it, and I think that's what's remarkable is that the you you said earlier in this talk that it's so important to follow you know for an artist to follow their vision and to go for it. Well, is that is that when you really go for it, you actually you know have this such a clear frequency and vibration and way of you know being a lead character that you're actually meeting somebody who's dancing that same rhythm or similar rhythm, <laughs> complementary rhythm, 
you wouldn't meet, dance with them if you didn't dance in the way that you're called to dance, <laughs> you know, with your authentic self, you know? And I, and I so truly, with all my heart, <laughs> want that for like every person. Absolutely. I want all of ever. us to know what our beat is. And for me to honor your beat, even if, Ooh, that's the. I don't think I like it, but <laughs> okay, you still can have it, and I can still respect it even without needing it in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But people want to associate with what they need, what they think they need. Mm, mm, mm. Opportunism too, right? Absolutely. I mean that 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 could explain some resistance. <laughs> where, where did we just land? What just happened? <laughs> Are we really here right now? It's it's happening. Like it it's happening. Just like just like this apple is here right now. <laughs> oh my god, here we go, here we go. <laughs> are we should we get off this is scary just kidding <laughs> uh-oh the fear is taking over we're gonna be judged just kidding <laughs> just kidding oh my god taking a bite of this apple of knowledge is there anything like else you ask such good questions You're very like provoking Really? <laughs> we covered me... a lot though. Huh? We covered a lot. Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's a trip. It's a trip uh, of being in a moment. It's a trip. Yeah. Having two speakeasies meetings like that. Um, <laughs> and like you're, you know, like, it's funny you say that because I, I had this moment too, like, am I really here at this time? having this conversation. <laughs> like, okay, it's really happening. You know, it's, you know, not that allowing and not necessarily following a format. Yeah. Just being the raw energy, the yeah. vulnerability, the pure art. Um, and it's beyond words. I had a talk with someone and we, we reached a point in the conversation once that he, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, a holistic practitioner. And we had this conversation and we reached the point where we just reached a total silence and over the phone, we're not even seeing each other. It's not even a video call. And, yeah. and like, I think we stayed like that for maybe like five minutes and we're like, and he said, yo, <laughs> that's the gift. <laughs> you know that's what he's you know that's what broke the sign like that's the gift and what what it was i mean i don't want to put words to it obviously there's a reason why it was a silence but it's that when you that connection mm, it feels so good right <laughs> it does if i if i go like this that's because of my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that could look really funny, and I was just seeing my cat look so cute. Oh, like, 
What's your cat's name? Well, there's Gatsby, like the great Gatsby. And there's Houdini. What inspired you like to give those names to, to your cat? Guess what? what? I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh-oh, I feel judged. I feel we're being judged again. <laughs> that was part of the omen, right? Like. I'm like, I just made a movie about Mary Pickford. Gatsby was named Gatsby. And so I adopted him. And then Houdini is mentioned in my movie. There's a line about Houdini in my movie. My God. In our movie, I should say, actually. Um, they were both omens. Oh my God. Yeah. By the way, John, there's Jamie that's watching us and there's also John who just like logged in. What's up? John, John yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Catalina. Oh, John Tog. Are you talking about John Tog or? Oh, maybe there's another John. We have another John back. He's actually in the movie. He plays the lawyer during the coquette scene. So we're, oh, it's like we're connected. That's it's sweet. Like Absolutely. And old friends, old, old friends on here. Yeah, super cool. Super, super cool. Let's have another one, one of these conversations. I think uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good yeah, thing to have those. It's very cathartic. And I'm glad that we, we did this as like an experiment just to see what the platform was like and to also see each other to say we're excited about our project and it's encouraging people to honor their vision yeah not just artists but all people all people yeah absolutely whatever you do you know whatever you do honor your vision especially if you see that it's not the norm and you see that there is certain aliveness in your vision and you see there's a it could be a yearning it's a healing for you it could be it could definitely be healing for others as well. And there's, you know, they would like to meet your speakeasy as well. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes the vision is just to allow no vision. That's 100%, I love Rather that. than forcing something, you know, and only filling that gap with things that are worthy. Allowing the emptiness until there's something worth going into your speakeasy or vortex or whatever you know how do you go into your void how do how or what's it like what's it like because <laughs> how is sometimes just being thrust there and other times it's consciously putting myself there this week i was thrust <laughs> i had all kinds of garbage emotional garbage just like literally coming up so much fear and so much garbage sounds judgmental see but I found we have to be careful with words again that's for sure but i thought it was interesting you said garbage at the very same time like uh, at our exact our group what you just said in a sense that oh we have to be careful with words and at the very same time i was like oh that's interesting you're saying that because i was going to ask like um garbage in a sense that no longer needed exactly yeah it's like right? it's, ex it's excess it no longer serves but it's old patterns mm. 
but stuff that's now recognizable. Like there's one aspect to our behavior, behavior and patterns that when you're ignorant to it, it's less frustrating or it's like frustrating in a different way because you're not really aware of it, you know? You're just stuck in a pattern. Yeah. yeah. Once you become aware of it and you see yourself doing certain things, it's just like, what are you doing? You know better. Mm. But you can't do that. That's not nice. Is it comfortable? You have to hold yourself as a child and be like, mm. there's no such thing as doing better. Just accept that you're working through it. But it was a purge. There was some stuff really, really, truly coming up. And also around releasing this content in this format, like definitely feels like another part of the birthing process, hmm. you know, and sort of like, it's a metaphor. It's not about me and my movie or this or that. It's, it's really just a symbol of deconstructing identity and allowing, you know, and sometimes that's painful. And this week was painful for me. Mm. But then you're just like, once you get to the other side of it, you're like, oh, I just got rid of some shit. Mm, mm, you mm. know, some shit that I've been carrying. And that was cool. That's dope. But I guess the, so, yeah. The journey is not easy when it happens, though. It's not necessarily pleasant in that, you know, in, the, in that way. Um, it's like. It's like going through a certain death. It's like going into ceremony, really, like deciding to go there. Like when I did Vipassana for 11 days of silence, this week reminded me of that. Mm. There's just like all this stuff coming and you're kind of like, what do I do? You know, restless and angst and like, <laughs> lots of crying. Was it like, would you, did you experience like it was uh, also like certain things that had to be kind of be thrown in the void or it was the void calling you or, or there's stuff like stopping you from being in the void? Yeah, it's like, I didn't want to accept that I'm in a void. Mm. You know, when you try to be in control of circumstances mm, mm. and when you're at a stage of your evolution or development where you already know you're not really in control of most things. You're in control absolutely of how you respond and react to things and like you shape things, but you're in control of your vibration, which like informs circumstances, you know? But you're not like in control of anything really outside of your own vessel. Mm. And so when you get, when I get in a whirlwind of trying to control things, it blows up a lot of times, you know, because I know that surrender, inspired action is key. It's inspired action is really clean and clear action that's like spinning wheels you know because it needs to you just need to stay in motion is kind of like neuroses 
And I was experiencing that when I know I can just go quiet. Like I can go quiet and find my center and know that everything's fine Mm. and not do anything. And more gets done in the moments of not doing anything. Absolutely. Because the flow is just allowed to then, it's like, it's like planting seeds in a garden and thinking that you need to stand over the seeds and poke at them and tell them to grow and like, you'll kill them. Like you need to allow them to grow and come back and like water them. And like, there's a dance, you know? So sometimes it's a really fluid one. And sometimes it's a bit choppy, especially when you're needing to purge certain aspects of your emotional state in order to really grow into what you're really doing. You can really be the one that's resisting your own success. And all those things and people that appear to be resistant is really your being manifesting this state of resistance in order to have that mirror to look into and realize it's just me resisting me. I don't even know if that's true. I don't have any idea what I just said. I just know that's an aspect to this, to the thought process that just came up. I have no idea. Man, that's, uh, damn, that was good. I mean, I'll say nothing, just a moment of silence. (laughs) Just like. We all, you bring it out, you bring it out. (laughs) Where's Exodius? I think she's watching. I see she's watching <laughs> in the other room. Like well, Exodius edited our teaser that went up today. Yes. Was... Yes. And that was that was cool. That was. Was it like making that? Like looking at all the footage and, or not all the footage, but the whole cut. It's like. Again, it's 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 like, it's like. It's like I'm comparing that to, it's like you're speaking and you're learning as you speak. You're like, you're actually like receiving the wisdom that you're speaking, mm-hmm. right? Like, because in the, you're in the moment, you're saying that, but you're at the very same time, you're like, oh, like I, as I'm speaking, I'm realizing and I'm learning from what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, working from, working on that teaser was exactly that <laughs> because there was a we were like okay okay we got the footage pull up my cat wants to step out oh that's your cat i thought yeah. that was my cat <laughs> <laughs> he wants to, he wanted to go out yep and i'll leave the door open well yeah so we're working on a teaser and it's what's interesting is that we've been on here for two hours <laughs> i know it's crazy and i'm and i'm thinking and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i can't wait to kind of rewatch that and there's certain excerpts that we're gonna i'm gonna take and just use the audio and like some, some sound bites and make some trippy shit yeah <laughs> I love that's it. what you just said that was dope <laughs> oh 
I say yo because of you guys and I love it so much. <laughs> I say it all the time. It rolls right off my tongue and I know exactly where I got it. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> But the teaser, sorry. So you were, you were, yeah. Yeah, because you you make that teaser is like, it's like you you kind of have a story within the story. Yep. You know, you're you're just inspired by okay, let's take that scene and how you know, you're like, okay, how about we start with you know that scene and then, oh, like I think it would look good to have okay, then we have this other scene. And then, and you kind of go with your feeling. You're watching, but you're also going with a sense of like unknown. You feel like driven. You guys right? did a great job. And then you rewatch it, and then you're like, you rewatch it, and you're like, oh shit, it's it's so good. Like the storyline, <laughs> like oh whoa. And you're kind of tripping because you don't even feel that you made it. You just feel that exactly. it was made. You, just, you know what I mean? You really channeled it. Like I don't, I don't mean to overuse that word, but it's such a great word. <laughs> Frequency, I know. Vibration. <laughs> These are good words. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so yeah, so it was definitely something to you know you have Mary Pickford saying what she's saying. I about love it. the way it starts. Martine, our producer, who was just on too. Um, Said she loved the way it started. Oh wow! Even though Sophie, I was like, her cheeks are really rosy, and Exodia's like, they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> we need to color her cheeks to make them less less rosy. Um, no, it is really cute, and she's super passionate as Mary Pickford in that scene when she's saying, you know, Zucker is going to own her contract again, and the studios are lining their pockets with the, her name and Chaplin's name and. This was like her convincing them, Chaplin and Fairbanks and stuff, that they needed to, you know, start their own company. And I love that. I feel like in this pandemic scenario, it's like almost asking all of us to look at what independence means. Yo. Because we're kind of in our own speakeasies as we're in quarantine. Yeah. Um, literally at home and also meta speaking, like just with whatever is coming up. Um, yeah, like who are you when you're alone really? Like, mm. what do you want to really be doing, you know, with your time and your energy? And I love that, that that teaser opens with this like assertion of Mary Pickford being like, we need to go independent. <laughs> and then you see Tupac being like, and you're not born independent. <laughs> you gotta learn how to be independent. And I really thought about that when I heard him say that, like, yeah, you're kind of not born independent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you may be somewhere in your being in your inner being maybe maybe yeah maybe yeah anyway i don't even want to it's say like anything born before. into this family and you're born into this society exactly. and it's beautiful exactly. and it's all its own ways but like 
what is independence? Mm. Does it? Right? Exist. Right? The, like, for sure, there's like this thing, you know, interdependence. Independence, like, even to be interdependent, there must be some type of realization of, because there is like an unconscious interdependence. But then when it's a conscious thing, there's certain a certain level of independence mm-hmm. that must be there so you could actually serve the interdependence very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you can fall, like, I love what you just said, like, who are you when you're on your own, <laughs> when you're alone? Like, how do you want to use your time? Like, you have that choice. Mm-hmm. And by, again, theme of this conversation, following your like allowing the void, you sit there and then you feel, you know, there may be like a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas or whatever, you know, useless thoughts, whatever. But then, you know, you sit in there and then you have that, you have a certain sense of something that you want maybe to do, but only because it, it feels fulfilling. Yeah like truly fulfilling and it honors the talents and the skills and the abilities you're born with. Mm-hmm. It serves you and he, and you're like, Oh, that, that can actually serve others as well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come like necessarily intellectually. You actually feel it. Mm-hmm. You are, like you said, inspired action. Mm-hmm. You are inspired you know, like a painter is like, let me just get that sleepless night and just work on that painting. I just gotta, I gotta do this thing now, you know? And then you, you work on it. But that, that moment, it's like an independent moment in a sense. Christina. Okay, so yes, independent moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and- Christina um, is an art historian that I met on the street in New York who lives in Quebec somewhere. Oh, really? And she, yes, I'm blanking on exactly where she can tell us, but (laughs) she's the one who brought me Mary Pickford's book in Montreal. happened to bring back the copy I gave her in New York. That was the copy that I was like, oh, I'm going to bring it to Satya and Exodius' studio so she can, so Exo can chant the words. Oh my God. I wouldn't have had that book. She just, I didn't ask her for it. She just happened to bring it on her visit. So you're talking about the manifesto? Yes. Oh my God. I only physically had it because she brought it. And she just joined from your area, probably somewhere. That's crazy. I remember the book, but that yellow book. You guys need to meet, actually, because you're so close. And she goes to probably Montreal quite a bit. I don't know what's going on now. Hi, I missed her. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so connected. And then Catalina, like, worked on this project for so long in development. Like, was a big part of it. Is a big part of it. So Hmm. it's nice to see their names near each other. Well, again, that interdependence, you know, right? All connected, 
Well, it's like, even with Mary Pickford starting United Artists, it's like the spirit of independence. But she yeah. was still having to convince people of things. Chaplin still owed a bunch of movies to another studio and couldn't like do his job at UA. Like, yeah. it was like the spirit of being independent, but behind the scenes, like, how independent are you really? You know? Exactly. And that, that spirit is definitely here right now. You know, I have friends who's like, hey, I just want to, I so want to grow my own thing. I've heard people talking about it so much, and now they're actually making very concrete actions, <laughs> inspired action about that. They're doing that. it now, right? Because they're not like in the rat race as much right now. Exactly. Exactly. That's independence. <laughs> That's We've held on to two, three people. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's. <laughs> Your brother? Yeah, my brother's here. An artist as well, amazing artist, visual artist. Hey, is this able to be seen on yours too or no? Oh, I shared it on my page. On your Instagram? No, on my Facebook. I oh. shared it on my Facebook, on my like page. Like a replay yeah. or what? It's live. Oh, you, you were able to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I've seen a couple of peeps popping up from my network, cousins and stuff. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> get to... through your page yeah exactly oh, I shared it. So cool okay that's great it's yeah. dope <laughs> we go on instagram <laughs> do you think we can man i mean it's the same that we did last time right you just need the headset though yeah hold up you would have to send me an invitation yeah but get the headset so there's no feedback and I'll turn off, hold up now. <laughs> but oh, people still gonna hear us speak. Yeah, absolutely, on Facebook. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we'll be on Zoom, Facebook, and Instagram. Restroom break. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> You're leaving me on Facebook Live by myself? What do I do? Uh, no, it's just, I'm just kidding. There's like no one. <laughs> There's like two people on mine. but it's cool. It's nice to see peeps. I'm gonna see if we can do it all so I can get familiar with these platforms. New terrain. So if I plug in this headset. Hi, Gatsby. Hi, little boy. Hey. Hey. Oh, I know what I need. Lena taught me a new way. So I'm going to go get the other part. Yes, baby. Um, where's my other? See, my cats like really, really want to go outside. Really? But they can't without me. That's the thing. So it sucks. How does that feel? Well, I wish they could be more free than they are, you know? Absolutely. So what are you doing? So you're plugging into 
Oh, I gotta find my other headset. Hold on. Seems like you're inspired. I'm inspired. You're dropping some stuff. What are you doing? I don't understand. So for everyone watching this right now, on May 29th, we'll be um, launching three episodes of Why Not Choose Love, which originally was a uh, movie format, like a regular movie cinema theatrical format. And it will be a web series. And on May 29th, we have 48 space um, for anyone who would like to be part of it. We'll be doing that on Zoom and perhaps other platforms. And basically, we're going to be launching uh, the episodes. You'll be able to, you know, watch it, uh, having that preview uh, with us together. And you'll be, definitely be able to have a conversation with Jennifer D'Elia. She's the director. Yeah, anybody. Producer and so much in that project. It's a project that pretty much, like, for 10 years. Um, almost 10. Almost 10? Yeah. Almost 10 years introducing a new paradigm right now. There's a world shift right now and there's definitely something happening also in the industry. And it's this uh, project is very aligned. So for everyone who are, you know, if you wanna, you're looking to, you know, honor your vision and, and see the story of somebody, uh, Mary Pickford, who we like to say she's the mother of Hollywood, um, who really honored her vision and was fearless and manifesting her vision uh, we feel that can be a very inspiring story for anyone. Uh, whatever is your field, um, it could be an artist or not, uh, but it's all about following your gut-driven, you know, your gut-driven action and inspired action and lead to manifestation. Um, and it's a very unconventional biopic. It's not a conventional biopic at all. <laughs> at all. It's not conventional, people. There's nothing conventional about that. <laughs> that's becoming conventional and that's becoming conventional I like that exactly and i just put the email in the comment section so you can just send us a message uh to reserve your spot and let us know if there's people that you feel would be uh will be called to join in are we really gonna do this with instagram i guess we'll do and we'll drop the message it'll be like a re restart <laughs> and then and it will go bye bye. Hold up a second. Yeah, and then we'll go bye bye exactly. Because <laughs> I feel you. How long can we really talk? Yeah, we can. All right, I'm live right now. All right, hello fellows. Currently going live here. We've been going on live already. Me and Jennifer Delia for like I don't know how long. Maybe two hours already. And on you started a live, but yes. I'm starting a live. Oh my God. So I'll be ending this right now. I can go on yours if you want, whatever you prefer. Okay. I have my cousin joining. Hey, what's up, people? Hold you up. You want now. me to go on to yours? I'll be having, yeah, like you can join in. I'll send you an invitation. Come, come on mine and it will do, be doing this. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm doing this uh, interview conversation <laughs> with Jennifer D'Elia right there. We okay, are so I'm going to go. I'm going to look for you, Satya. All right. Just come on in and send me an invitation. And we'll have <laughs> Why don't you have a picture? I don't. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's weird. All right. Let me see how I can, uh, can you just click on the request? And you, okay. I did. All right. 
Do this now. Hey, what's up, cousin? What's up, Fatsi? What's Are up, we going to get all this feedback? Wait. Now I'm just going to turn down. All right, turn down. That's connecting. Hey, what's up? Can we still be heard on the computer? Uh, we should, yeah, because the mic is still on. So people will still be able to hear us. That's what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Can Exo check? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's still alive right now in okay, terms of say, in our, if she's still be in our world. But uh, <laughs> probably all the, not. <laughs> for, the people, for the people on Instagram right now, can you just introduce yourself? Introduce myself? Yeah. I am myself. I love that. <laughs> and and what are the um, the uh, what are the activities that your yourself likes to do? Can I turn my computer down more? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't I don't hear no feedbacks. Can I still be heard on the computer right now? Let me check. Okay. Go ahead. Testing one, two, three, four. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love when that works out. All right. Um, what activities do I like? I know you I you were first. In my world, you were introduced as just a girl walking inside my holistic center when it was there. You were just a girl playing yourself with, and you had curls, which you still kind of do now. Yeah, and, they're a little like brushed out, right? And then I, <laughs> and then I, uh, you were, you mentioned that you're also an, a movie director, producer, writer, artist. Yeah. Um, and then also a channeler <laughs> and in sense that you are really in a moment and you yes you inspired action and yes. by <laughs> and wish led us to meet and led us to collaborate together mm -hmm. in a project called why uh why not choose love which is an unconventional biopic on mary pickford we like to say the mother of Hollywood. Yeah, and you guys actually helped me rename the movie. <laughs> My cousin's like, the kid is so cute. Oh, <laughs> that's is. Houdini. That's Houdini. He is. <laughs> so and he's like what? at my feet, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that we actually helped you rename the movie? Tell us about yeah, because that. Mary Pickford wrote the pamphlet called Why Not Try God. Mm. And throughout that book, she's really talking about God as this universal love frequency. And so we, in our session together, <clears throat> would replace the word God a lot of times with love. Mm. And we kept saying, why not choose love? Like we were just saying that. And then I think I said, maybe that's the title. And you guys were like, you know, but you guys encouraged that, maybe even said it first. I don't really know. But we were like in that moment where I was like, yeah. So her book is called Why Not Try God? And we changed it basically to Why Not Choose Love. From try to choose, from God to love. And try and choose try is like to me making effort 
mm. which feels hard. Mm. Choose is like empowerment, like simple, like you just have a choice. Mm, 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 mm. It's like you're making the decision. Yeah, and we're offering people the question to come to mind to say, why not choose love? Why not choose love in like, whatever you do? Why not? In any not? given moment, like even if you're passing someone on the street, like just choose love. <laughs> Choose love, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's funny because you know, walking in the street and we we are different people, but all, but same human experience in a way. We're in many dimensions right now. <laughs> We're yeah. on for the five people watching us. We are on Zoom, Facebook, and Instagram, <laughs> and I'm in my body, and I'm in this house, and we're having this connection beyond time and space. Yes. And what, what would make us like right now at this time, um, having this conversation? Is there something about love in there? Is there something, is there an intuition, a call that we're answering? All the people watching, one needed to, to connect right now or need to hear the words that I'm currently saying? Am I channeling that? Mm -hmm. so, what are, so when you do, when you got into this project, what was the, inspiration like how did you discover Mara Pickford first of all I mean consciously I discovered her in an art exhibit in Toronto um at the Toronto Film Festival headquarters I was with a producer I was working with at the time and we had a few minutes to kill like after a meeting like waiting mm. for a cab or something like that. And it was like raining mm. outside and there was a gallery space and I was, and it said silent screen legend, Mary Pickford. And that wasn't even really, I don't think what called me to it, but I was just, oh, let's go in there while we wait for the cab. Like it was just like one of those things, you know? And then we walked through it and I was like, what? I had this like head to toe visceral response to meeting her, basically. Mm. I grabbed my producer's arm and said, and she said the same thing that I grabbed her arm literally and said, we have to tell this story. Like after five minutes. Isn't it interesting that you have discovered Mary Pickford, which then led to a, you know, a, a long journey of almost 10 years to birth mm -hmm. this project. Isn't it interesting that you, it, you discovered her when you had time to kill? <laughs> in the void <laughs> in the void so as if you know when we're in when we're spontaneous we're more receptive yeah. and we're more follow following and then the connections instinct. were like insane like she died three months before i was born in the same year we're like practically the same height the same like eyes and the same like hair and then she married a guy from Kansas that like lived down the street from me where I grew up in Kansas of all places and like I like worked by her old office when I was 17 my first internship like on the same studio lot but I had like no idea who she was but her name's everywhere but I was completely unaware um so many weird parallels weird mm. I like what uh, 
cousin Desiree just saying, she says, uh, when you have time to kill, she says, it allows more time to be fluid in your adventures. Definitely. Fluid, absolutely. Yeah, to just flow. By the way, she's a very talented stylist and fashion girl. Just want to say that, put that out. Desiree, she is. Desiree, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, by the way, we're having a discussion because it's also about, we're, we're talking about when we honor our vision, um Mm -hmm. truly going for it uh without Mm -hmm. just the mental construct and just going for it Mm -hmm. um so you know you were fluid in your venture and here you are like almost 10 years later we come in with this uh project and wish has a new format right now so it was it was um, (laughs) a tell us about that what was the format of that you initially thought that would be the release of this project, but now it, be, it became a digital web series that we are launching. Like we just released a teaser just like, I think two hours ago. And then on May on May 29th, we'll be releasing- Can I have a sip to that? The teaser yeah, two have hours a, ago. Have a seat, have a sip, have a sip. It's celebration. It's American organic. Just, just, it's organic, completely organic. So right now we're just being fluid, fluid. We didn't want to, you know, th- overthink it, but, um. Tell us about that, you know, from one format to the other, what it, what it meant to you, what it means to you to release this now. Um, it just feels like, right. There's like a rightness to it. You know, I always thought only for theater, only for the theater, only for the big screen, you know, I mean, knowing that a digital release would always follow, but never imagined it would be first, you know? But it feels really good because the film works really well that way. It's broken up into episodes that are perfectly orchestrated and designed. And um, I just want people to be inspired and get the messaging and see the content, see the world that's in there. It's so artfully done with so many incredible artists that collaborated Mm. on this thing and Mm. true, true, true collaboration. Um, I see it being educational. I see it being in schools. I see it being inspiring in in different socioeconomic brackets because Pickford came from poor and, and really forged a path. So to be able to reach people in different realms, this is the way, this digital way is the way, you know? Mm, mm. But to learn for myself that that doesn't compromise the integrity of the content was groundbreaking for me. Mm. I didn't, I was a snob, like, I guess a snob or something. I don't know. Mm, it's mm, like, mm. no, not for the small screen. <laughs> Do you think yourself, like you mentioned earlier that in 2012, you know, you did you really declare that, no, we're not going, like, you know, you wouldn't release that in digital, like obviously. And, and then if, if you from 2012 would stand in the same room of you now. Yeah. <laughs> would they would get along? Oh, that's such a cool question because my initial response was no. 
the, the version of me now would be, yeah, no, just no. I don't think they would, I think, oh my God. I think ultimately there's respect and there would be mm. a realness to that interaction that mm. could be understood, but there's two, there's a lot of resistance in there. The version, the 2012 version. Whoa. And the 2020 version would want to ideally be understanding of that. Mm. Be like, okay, whatever, you know, like have your journey, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes like one... you want you you want to save people steps, but they need to step on every stair, you know. Mm, mm, mm. That's interesting. Thank you for the answer. Actually, that's uh, mm. that was actually very real. <laughs> that was very real. Um, now, May 29th, again, I will say it again, releasing two episodes. Three. And there's three episodes. How many episodes? 16 in total. In total. And we're going to release three to the public and then people can register and a number of people will get access to the full series. So it's kind of like a sneak preview before the official premiere in a month or so with, with some partners that will be announced later. But this is like also a really important time for us, for people, um, to see it and talk about it and show that, like I said, art matters and we want to be able to support more content to get made that is true to a visionary's vision rather than messages being diluted into some kind of weird common denominator that ultimately isn't that helpful. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> it's just a long, long, windy, windy road. Mm, mm. Would you, you know, we've, we've said many times that the film is quite unconventional and, you know, about Mary Pickford, which is pretty much the mother of Hollywood, very pioneering. Mm -hmm. um, what, how, how do you think people who are really you know, in the conventional way in the industry or just in life itself, how do you think they will receive that film or that project? How do you, how do you, how do you conceive that? I mean, I imagine that it would just fall everywhere on the spectrum. Like there's going to be people that love it and swear by it. I mean, there's already been people that have seen it that swear it's a masterpiece. It's like the most original thing they've seen in a hundred years, right? And then there's people that are like, huh, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's literally gonna go the whole gamut, I think, of like opinions and it's gonna trigger people because it's triggered people. Um, Seems like you have all the platform ready for it because humanizing the icon, which is part of the, which is the movement that kind of we could say is kind of presenting uh, the film. So you you already have like a, a set for you know panels and 
debates, conversations. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the blueprint is ready. Yes. yes. <laughs> the blueprint is ready. Now, can you talk about humanizing the icon? Like, we talk about why not choose Oh, I love? was like itching my ear in the Facebook playback. Oh, really? It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have an itch for five minutes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> My brother tell just again. joined again. Sorry. Yeah, oh, hey. tell us about um, why not choose love, and it's also a movement, artistic movement, um, that you're that is part of all of this. Um, tell us about humanizing the icon. What's the message with that, and what's the link between two? What's the link between why not choose love and humanizing the icon? Okay, um, so. Humanizing the icon is like an, an aspect of the exploration of this story because Mary Pickford became a portal into this idea of icon for me. Something that I'd always been fascinated with, but I didn't really totally grasp the depth of my fascination until I was like really, really immersed in her story. And I'm like, how does someone become an icon, right? Like, what is icon? Um, and it also became clear when people would see our footage and they would say, oh, wow, you're really humanizing her. Like it was a word that kept coming up. And so I think it might've again been with you and Exo again, where we kind of coined this phrase, like it just sort of slipped out of like us having a discussion and like, it just became a term. I feel like we coined it, you know? Um, mm. So, you know, it's like an aspect to that journey. It's, it's how do you explore the human and kind of leave the icon out of it? Um, some people would have made this movie with like 200 extras, you know, like waiting for her to arrive and like put her up on this pedestal and news reporters everywhere. And she's bigger than the queen and like, oh my God, Mary Pickford, you know what I mean? Like that's a version. We don't have any scenes like that. You know, our movie is like very internal, right? It's very much about not the 200,000 people waiting for her arrival. It's about the feeling inside when 200,000 people are waiting for your arrival. So we're like exploring these memories, but from inside, you know? And so it's humanizing. And hmm. after, you know, we coined the phrase and then other pop culture icons like made their way into the movie visually with this art that's sort of like a thread, which is very cool. And then I got invited to do an ex exhibition in Italy at the Venice, during the Venice Biennale and I called it Humanizing the Icon. So we used artwork from our movie and then had other artists contribute as well. And we started exploring religion and spiritual icon and pop culture and then going even beyond human into the system, into qualities like love and like icon as image. Like, what are we seeking? What are we idolizing? Why are we doing this? So. It's very layered, it's very matrixy, it's very wild. And I think it's interesting and relevant because it's dangerous. Icon is dangerous and beautiful. Um, 
so now we have a chat series where we have discussions about that with various artists and visionaries. And so it's a, it's a, it's an offspring of, of the journey of making that film, you know, an offshoot. It's like a branch, you know, hmm. exploring the different spectrum, um, from that project, um, which is beyond that. It's like mm -hmm. different, um, when you're saying um, icon can be dangerous, mm -hmm. what do you mean by that? Um, I think we, I think idolization is dangerous, you know, mm. to idolize beings and to kind of evaluate to see what you're not. Like, I'm not Madonna. Like, I don't do what she does. So I'm going to, like, look at her and decide I'm not that. And so, therefore, I will worship her and see myself being on, like, a lower plane somehow. Mm. People don't necessarily realize that that's what they're doing when they idolize somebody. They don't necessarily feel inferior or even think of it that way. But you can see what it does to people, you know, when they are in that, in that space and especially kids, especially young people trying to be famous, trying to be icons, trying to like do anything for popularity or recognition, you know, um, because it kind of helps them feel worthy. And so I think that's dangerous. And I don't think the person who is the icon would really want that, right? Like a lot of them don't even understand their own, what we see as power. It's not really power, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, we all have the same power and potential. You could be a monk and, and be, so powerful you mm. can be a mom you can be a it doesn't matter what role you play in society you know so admiring respecting enjoying that's that seems healthy you know mm. but some people say like even jesus i mean would have never wanted people like praying to him or um, institutions being founded with his name as like the brand, you know, like, <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying that I've heard it a bunch of times. Like people are like, you think the guy like would have wanted that, right? It's so like divisive in certain ways. Mm, 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 mm. Um, especially when you think of like Christ consciousness, right? Which is like, mm more just like pure consciousness absolutely so that's like getting into other territory but i think we're getting into a phase of self-empowerment like like do we embody the traits that we're seeking in these others that we idolize you know absolutely interesting you know we have uh, some comments that are interesting we have desiree says i've noticed for myself idolizing things cause me to create almost unrealistic expectations for mm -hmm. myself 
and the person or things I'm idolizing, which in turn makes me unhappy. Yes, exactly. Disappointed, frustrated, all kinds of things. And uh, we also have, uh, funny enough, the human artist, uh, somebody called human artist. Really interesting because we have this thing calling the humanizing the icon. And she says, what matters is keeping our vibrations high. Yes, that's it. That's it. And look, like, icon can't exist without public adoration. Mm. That person's not iconic without all the adoration. So it's a relationship. So as the public, we're as necessary in that equation as the human that we're projecting onto. Like we're, it's, you know, it's just interesting. Whatever. <laughs> I love Whatever. I love that. As someone said like human in one of these chats, human is icon. Like we're just trying to figure out what it means to be human and what we are. So human is like, that is it, you know? Mm, 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 mm. And it's, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, when we say humanizing the icon, obviously we can iconize a human. And I was realizing, uh, some time ago that, you know, I have friends who, you know, you know, either they're artists or whatever they're doing. And I really appreciate them. You know, I got love for them. And when I see them, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like, sometimes I say to my friends and, and, you know, sometimes I say like, I'm a fan of you. <laughs> and it's interesting because since we're having this human connection, when, where we know each other's vulnerabilities and, you know, we help each other, assist each other, uh, just like you, you know what I mean? Uh, it's funny because when, and with that connection, when I say that, for example, like, yeah, I'm a fan, <laughs> it really touches, but in a deep way, because it's like, you know, the human. You know, the, all, you know, exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and there's no, like, as Desiree was saying, it's like, that in that moment, there's no, like, you know, expectation for you to just be that. Because I know, mm -hmm. first and foremost, we're human. So it's, uh, so basically, the, what, what's dangerous is the lack of connection. Connection. Mm -hmm. um, and also for the icon to just, you know, kind of not express and not, you know, expose the human aspect of himself. Mm -hmm. And... And, uh, and at the very same time for humans, you know, when you're in your, you know, you're, you're in your human nature uh, to not see in a way the icon that you are when mm -hmm. I, that when you believe in yourself, when you're, you know, you're, you're enough. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes, uh, you know, I'm working on a project, I'm not gonna talk about this now, but it's about, it, it's about eulogies when not waiting for people to, to die before you actually give them a eulogy, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, when, you're, when you can deeply appreciate and recognize somebody's work, somebody's craft, mm -hmm. you also honor their purpose in a way. Not that their purpose is only about what they do, but that you, we honor their inner calling, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, but when we do that, may we not we must not stop seeing the human mm -hmm. which will have highs and lows 
will go through surge of emotions mm -hmm. and it's not an icon like you know a street sign it's not an icon like a logo that you click on the computer which is may not have any emotions and feelings mm -hmm. but actually you're dealing with a human aspect like it's alive <laughs> yeah. and, you know and uh could it yeah. would you say that that i have a question would you say that sometimes we do not is there's a way that where fans can actually take care in a way of or it can show that they're waiting they're willing to accept the vulnerability of an icon yeah i think so i mean it's all like you said it's all about being human so it's it's just a question of what the fan so to speak is uh projecting right because like there's actually people that don't even realize that famous people are even people which is so almost absurd to think about but there's like actually that's why those magazines have sold for so many years right like they're a real person they're getting coffee <laughs> like it's like there's like there used to be I don't know if there still is I, I mean I haven't looked at those magazines in years but like the sections where it's like they're real people and would show mm. them like it would totally be a complete invasion of their life and like show them doing real things like just pop like paparazzi moments and because there's actually people who don't think they're actually people if they're famous they're that's like just like or a deity yeah. yeah yeah like they just don't even think they're that they get they're like you know those people that say like they're so rich and famous i can't believe they committed suicide have you wow. heard people i've heard people say that so many oh my god they had everything like how could she do that you know stuff like that and i do have empathy for people that don't understand that like fame and wealth don't like make your well-being yeah 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 Half your face is cut off, by the way, on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I used to like be a little judgmental of people that said that, right? But like, that's my issue when it comes to being judgmental. So I just realized that like, for some reason that's, you know, people have that perception that fame and wealth should make you okay. Mm mentally and emotionally and spiritually it just doesn't work like that like <laughs> there's it just honestly doesn't like at, at best like it it can maybe give you some relief if you're having a hard time paying your bills and you get a bunch of money you're like okay cool maybe i won't have such a hard time paying my bills <laughs> but like you're definitely not going to be healed from like your karma and your emotion and your mental wellness and like everything, you know, through any kind of material thing. You yeah, still gotta you. do, you gotta do the work. Yeah, I've seen some of the happiest, most joyful people in the slums, in the slums, you know, that's like a word that's maybe not even appropriate, but in a very, very poor communities, I've seen some of the most joyful beings, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying across the board because people are people, um, but money doesn't do that. Interesting. In okay. fact, people that are really unwell, more money can 
can illuminate that, can intensify that. You know that saying, more money, more problems? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If someone's unstable, it can be really hard to manage all that money and all that wealth and all that maintenance and all that stuff. And, you know, it gets really Sometimes stressful. Sometimes we say that it makes you more of who you are already. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a generous person, you, you'll be more exactly. generous. Exactly. There you go. You know, yeah. you're selfish, more selfish. Or mm-hmm. If you're depressed, Statements you like that are so troubling. Yeah. About the, um, I know, I agree. The, the statement I think she means about um, how could someone do that if they're rich and famous? Yeah. You know? But that's just a, a sign of, the psyche of the collective yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it's sad that's part of humanizing the icon is like realizing that it's just off all right are we tired i think we're tired (laughs) okay yeah that's amazing i really like that we went for like almost three hours that's great. That's great. That's a good exercise. That's great conversation. That's uh, that's dope. And thank you for recording that. And uh, and it, we could see by the connection we have with people, like you know, people that pass by and the comments that we've added. Sometimes it's just that little conversation at this time. That's yeah. just like, oh, it sparked something, and that that's it's it's about that being fluid in the moment and bringing this message in moments like late like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for your energy. It's been super fun and definitely helpful too in like releasing this baby to have people like you, this content, uh, <laughs> a part of it. It, help, it, it eases the contractions. <laughs> That's why we say you and Exo are like doulas, you know? Uh, by the way, we'll, we'll, for the people that were listening, like Desiree and human artists and Definitely will um, get, get you guys the information to reserve your spot for the yeah. virtual launch party. Um, of, and we'll be releasing three episodes of Why Not Choose Love, uh, which is an unconventional biopic from Mary Pickford. It's a crazy, pro- it's crazy. And yeah. uh, it's not even because I'm part of it. I, there was a time I was not even part of it and I was introduced to it. And then it, uh, you know, it took a crazy <laughs> form. Um, and we're definitely super grateful uh, to be part of this. It's a movement, it's, uh, it's a creation, and it's growing. And we're connecting with, you know, artists and people who are honoring their inner call- calling, um, you know, even more. So, yeah. <laughs> Yay. So Yay. I guess you're going to get the option to put this onto your playback. Yeah, absolutely. Right. She's like, I'm going to look who that Mary. Oh, yay. Absolutely. Yeah, Desiree, also, like, follow me on Instagram and we can be connected. Exactly. Exactly. I love the so. vibes here. Very cool. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for your energy. You're sharing your attunement. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Okay, so let's do this in stages. So, Let's end Instagram live. Okay. And you can put that up onto IGTV. It's really cool. So just to be sure, I press end and it should ask me for the playback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. One love. Yeah. Yay.
Hmm. There we go. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, what's up? Should here? I end Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Let me take it I'm out. I'm looking for the thumbnail. There we go. What? All right. Can um, I hear you now? I can't hear you. How would I call this video? It's like, Wait, take out your headset. How would I call this video? Thank Wait, Satya. Yeah. Should I? I'm going to end Facebook now, okay? All right. Thanks for everyone that was here with us. <laughs> Thanks, people. This Thanks is really fun. Time. I guess this there's. Party. Uh, we released three episodes of Why Not Choose Love. And the, uh, in the comments, the uh, the email where you can actually reserve your ticket and uh, re reserve your space, actually. Uh, and that's not peace out. Okay, so let's end. Stop.